right, tell me something that you love about where you live. Whataburger! Oh, um, okay, yeah. great. Um, tell me about it. You want to go right now? Yeah, uh, let's go. I'm uh, ready. You just no, just uh, tell me about it. You're going to love Whataburger, Ben. Oh, it's the best. <laughs> what makes it the best? Wherever you are, there's a Whataburger. Yeah, it's always right there. Okay, and then when you get there, what do you like about it? What do you get? Yeah, whatever you want. You could order whatever you want, Ben. Right, but there are a lot of places like that. So let's say <clears throat> there's a McDonald's, a Burger King, a Sonic, and a Whataburger all lined up. Which one do you go to? Whataburger! Right, right, why? Because, because it's right, right there. there! Yes, but they're all right there. In this scenario, they're all right there. So. What do you get out of Whataburger? What makes it better to you? What are you getting? Ben, ask him why you love Whataburger is like asking why you love Christmas or a summer night or why you love your dog. I mean, you could point to the reasons, but the reasons aren't really the point. You just love it. And that's how love works. Da, 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 da. You sound insane. You realize that? <laughs> Welcome back into another week of the Mad About Movies podcast, Mam Fam. Summer movie season is wrapping up. Guys, I think we can officially say the end of the summer movie season. You guys just didn't want to hear my thoughts on Dragon Ball Super. <laughs> That came weekend, in first man. this this, this past weekend. Surprising yeah, I mean, I was there. I camped out on Thursday to to get the midnight screening in, uh, but you guys did not want to chime in on that. So here we are discussing vengeance, just the concept of vengeance overall, <laughs> just what that means to us. I'm pro <laughs> vengeance, just yeah. in general. Yeah, this is a movie that came out uh, a couple weeks ago. And it's hit the streaming side of things and is one that I think is going to be a big player on the uh, on the streaming side of things. And it's B.J. Novak's Vengeance. B.J. Novak of several of our favorite properties, including Punked The Office. Most notably, Punk. I would say, his yeah. most recent project, The Premise. That's probably what he's most known for. <laughs> But award-winning short stories. He is um, doing movies now and pretty excited about that. This seems to be the first of uh, maybe a, a couple things that he wants to do. And I saw the trailer for this and honestly, fellas, had no idea what to expect. So I'm excited to dig into this one. Welcome in. Kent here with Brian and Richard. How are we doing? Guys, uh, yeah, it's slow times in the in the movie side of things, but uh, hopefully we're staying staying dry out there. It's been storms yeah. like crazy out here in Texas. Yeah, we got all our rain for the year at once here in Literally. Dallas. Literally, Literally. <laughs> yeah, it was wild. But uh, hey, yeah, all, all's good. All's good, Kent. It's all good, good times. Yeah, glad glad Richard was able to be here. He wasn't originally. Theodore Planning Rex here, again? Is it, is it that dry? <laughs> we 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 were just discussing not that too far yeah, off, man. pre-show. Too we're far like, man, should we should we do the Dragon Ball Evolution movie from two thousand nine? You know, like that. Like no, that's I, kind of the, the judge was very explicit. I cannot watch that again. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. things that have been obvious. Um, but the I look. I mean, I we're we're kind of used to August being pretty pretty meh. September is usually like there'll be a week. If we're lucky, two weeks where there's something coming out, but usually, usually October's, you know, you're starting to get those, those, uh, Oscar hopefuls that don't quite have Oscar hopes anymore and maybe a, a late action movie kind of thing. And I sent you guys the, yeah, it's rough, the slate for the next couple of months. And I was like, well, I don't know, guys. I don't know. This is, uh, this is the worst October I think I've seen. I mean, not, not counting the COVID year, uh, that that lasted for for seven or eight decades. Uh, this is <laughs> this is pretty rough. It was pretty rough. So I don't, I don't know. We'll 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 make it work. We've made it work through worse circumstances in the past. Top Gun Maverick has hit VOD. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, we could just do that again. We can a couple more. Times. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, exactly. Just, I think that would probably be our best in terms of downloads. <laughs> it yeah. pro- sure. pro- people would probably want to hear that just more than anything we, else. We could do that. Be that would be new. Uh-huh. Uh, we we might do the Idris Elba Beast movie, depending on how the next few weeks go. Yeah, go uh, see just it. Not, if you want us to do it. <laughs> there's just not not a lot coming out. They're re-releasing Spider Man. Yeah, here yeah. in September. Oh. Yeah, to, Avatar, you know, that'll, Jaws. Yeah, we're yeah. Some, some we, we'll probably get a movie news episode in here yeah. probably next week or so because there's a lot of movie news stacking up on the Avatar side of things, the HBO yeah. side of things, the Movie you Pass know, side of things. Could, so. At this point, you know, they do these tentpole every couple years, Marvel, like where they tell you what the next couple years are going to be in phase, whatever. Mm-hmm. Could you package that a little better and release it in theaters? I think you could. Yeah. Yeah. I think and you just could for like these kind of weeks and just say we're not gonna yeah, we're, we're gonna uh, not do it in front of an audience. It'll be super secret and then we'll just drop it in a theater. If you want to know what's coming, go see it this weekend and I totally get theaters some that. money. Yeah. We're going to Disneyland uh here in a couple of weeks and did not realize that uh D twenty three is happening the same time we're there. So there's gonna be Is that like a weird furry thing or yeah, you know, you know how I am. Um, <laughs> no, that's like there. No, you would realize that, yeah, yeah, that you wouldn't go and buy into that. I know, I know how right. Gilly. No, it's been on the calendar. You're the only yeah. one here that's been to furry conventions, uh, Richard. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, singular, please. But yeah, I have. <laughs> I have wandered Convention. in. Yeah, accidentally. Yeah, yeah, I've wandered in on one. Right. I ended up on the dance floor at their prom. <laughs> That's something else we could do. I could tell that story. Hey, that sounds theater. like a great time. Yeah, that's for the VIP feed. Speaking of <laughs> madaboutmoviespodcast.com slash VIP. We got a lot of good stuff coming. I got photos. I can throw those in the... Um, I got photos of me and furries that I can throw into the... Uh, yeah, we'll post Discord. some of those. Maybe one of those in the Discord if we get that story. But um, we got Better Call Saul talk coming yeah. for that yeah. feed. We'll post a little preview of that here for the main feed. But I've been watching Breaking Bad again. Nice. Good. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, I I I uh am anticipating jumping back into Breaking Bad. We did do an episode on that, but it's so spoilery for Better Call Saul that we want to give that to the VIPs. Right. But we'll p- put a little a few minutes of it uh, on here, but we will do a rants and raves there. And we also got Fast Times at Ridgemont High throwback coming at you. How well does it hold up after 40 years? We shall see. But good times are basically always happening here, despite what's going on in the theater. And so come on and uh, you know watch the movies that we're talking about here, and we'll we'll try and try and get through it together. How about that? And Richard will be here by himself September, uh, beginning of September, doing Clerks three. So that'll be mm-hmm. exciting. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited for that solo episode from mm-hmm. Richard. Did I earn that one? Did that happen? No, we just gave that one to you. Mm-hmm. We didn't tell you. I'll but. do it. Shane will definitely Shane help. no Shane will solo I, solo up that yeah we'll let Shane do it but I'm, I'll yeah, either no, do it I'm solo. actually looking forward to it I, I I Clerks is the one maybe one of the one Kevin Smith properties that I can uh, right but board for. it's Stoner Kevin Smith now so it's not even well this is his magnum opus this is we gotta see what this is this is all is about. there a trailer I think there is a trailer yeah oh boy yeah, there goes my night <laughs> well, that's all coming up here on the main feed in the next few weeks. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a lot of fun. So when I saw the trailer for this, fellas, Vengeance, I honestly was excited to see B.J. Novak uh, on screen again because I, uh, you know, really enjoy him. And then it's like directed by B.J. Novak, written by B.J. Novak, a Blumhouse production. I'm like, oh, okay. This could be a little Jordan Peele turn of his career for B.J. Novak. And that's what I expected. And uh, not to get too spoilery, but this wasn't as suspensey, thrillery mm-hmm. as I had expected it to be. It was way more on the comedy side of things, which is not bad. I mean, he's he does great comedy. And uh, I'll get into my thoughts on the quality of it in this movie here in a bit, but I would say I was, I don't know, a little disappointed that it wasn't a little more Blumhousey. Maybe that's mm. what drove me to to want it to be like that, a little more Hitchcocky, maybe, than it ended up being. But uh, what was your thoughts 
uh, Richard, when you saw the trailer for this one and going in? Yeah, I like BJ Novak. I, I feel he's one of those people that I feel like we haven't really gotten all the juice out of the, the fruit of. I mean, I, I read his couple of his books, um, which were fun. And he, you know, wrote some great episodes of The Office and his kind of persona in The Office was pretty funny and interesting. And, you know, one of the, one of the, the actual like villains on that show, he has a really interesting comedic point of view. Um, but like, yeah, his sort of, um, that episodic show he did, you said it earlier, Ken, I can't even remember the name of it. That was kind of disappointing. So, so I just, he, he's one of those people that I'm like, aware is very talented. Everyone seems to agree that he's very talented, but I feel like we haven't really gotten that great work out of yet. So when I saw this trailer, it, I laughed a couple times. It looked interesting. I, you know, as we, with things like only murder in the building and buildings and, and we were only murders in the building. There we go. Third time's a charm there, you know, and things like that, where we're starting to comment on the podcast culture and this narrative, true crime storytelling. Um, so that seemed like an interesting kind of place for a dark comedy comedic thriller. So yeah, I was excited for this. I, and you know, it's an original idea, which are not, um, you know, in, in wide amount of supply. So always interested in that as well. Yeah, Bigo, what were your thoughts going into this one? Yeah, like uh, I like BJ Novak quite a bit as well. Um, but I'm I'm 100 with you, Richard. It's it's like I'm still kind of waiting, which is fine. He's like 40, so you know whatever. Yeah, but, he hasn't had his like master of none. Yeah, right. Totally. Where it's like Aziz, totally. you're like, oh, this is his fo- totally realized thing. Mm-hmm. Those first you know couple sure. seasons, and you're like, okay, just kind of sure. waiting on that. Yeah, and I think I think it's somebody that you could probably bet on as like having some kind of great breakthrough totally. work at some point. I think he's he's very smart. I think he's pretty self aware, which is a a big key to to some of this stuff. I like his short story collection. Always liked him on The Office. I thought it was such a fun. That was something that at times was done really well, and at times wasn't done very well. Right. But he was always really good in that playing that role. It was a lot of fun. Um, so. Uh, the trailer was interesting. I didn't, uh, honestly, I, I did either didn't know or I forgot Kent until today when I was looking at the credits of that, that this was a, a Blumhouse joint. Um, mm. which I think was probably good for me because I didn't, oh, I you wasn't didn't know really until after you watched it, you didn't realize yeah. it. Okay. I, if I did, I forgot, you know, maybe, yeah. maybe it popped up in the trailer the first time I saw it and then it, it just, you know, escaped my mind. Um, so I think I was maybe expecting it more to be kind of a comedy, dramedy kind of kind of thing, and that was probably beneficial to me. Um, sure, you know, trailer was interesting because it's it's. I mean, we you know we're we're Texans. We've lived in Texas right. most of our lives, and um, I, you know, my family's from from West Texas, from from a lot closer to to this where this this yeah. movie takes place and stuff, and it's a complicated relationship at this point, I think for myself and, and Texas. And, and um, so when you watching that trailer, it was like a boy, this could really go one way or the other, you know, this, this could be something that doesn't take Texas seriously mm-hmm. and is sort of uh, re, you know regressive and it's, it's feelings. Yeah, it's towards like someone Texas. watched Friday night lights and yes. turns that into a thriller. Yes. Yeah. Right. And then when that happens, it's just this weird balance for me where it's like okay well how much of this is deserved <laughs> you know and how much is is not it's it's a tough thing to figure out so that was something that i was i was aware of going in of like maybe this may be something that that i just there's some parts where i'm like embarrassed of this is this is how well people think of texas and then parts where you have to be like but maybe that's our fault and so it's a weird place to be but i like the trailer uh to some degree i like bj novak and i was I was kind of looking forward to this. So it was a fun, it was a fun um, watch and, and kind of seeing how it unfolded and the people that popped up and, and whichever of you said, it, I'm sorry, I can't remember. It's, it's, it's nice just to have something that is uh, it's original. It yeah. has some, um, you know, a different viewpoint than, than some of the, it, it's small and slight and that's great. Sometimes that's great, especially at the end of the summer when we've just been hammered with action movies and, and comic book movies and stuff like that over and over again. It's it's kind of nice to just be like, all right, cool. Now let's let's step back into something a little a little smaller scale. Um, so I, I I was I was appreciative of that and was looking forward to this viewing. Yeah, and the world of of 2022. I mean, it got a theatrical release. It mm-hmm. it, it only made five million dollars at the at the box office. One million of that being uh, the first weekend, but it did mm-hmm. get a 
a theatrical release. So that's great. This this seems like something that they would have tried to convince him to make into a series. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So like, like, but that if you do that, it's way too close to only murders in the building at that point. I feel like mm-hmm. it's just with BJ Novak in Texas. Right. Uh, so mm-hmm. I, I I think doing it as a movie really kind of worked for me in the aspect of Jason Blum is, comes in handy, by the way, he's got a lot of chips to cash in. I would imagine. Right. Yes. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the fact that uh, BJ Novak has done a lot of film projects in the past, but hasn't really stepped behind the camera before. So mm-hmm. I feel like he does have a lot of pent up energy when mm-hmm. it comes to, uh, you know, some things he can say creatively now that he has the name BJ Novak and it means something in Hollywood that he can, do his own projects with, I think without having to have anyone else really involved or have another writer uh, attached or an Mm -hmm. actor, even, I mean, he's (laughs) leading this thing in the, in the acting side of things too. So Mm -hmm. that's, uh, that's always good. So you touched on it a little bit, Brian, this notion, this fish out of water story of a guy from New York works, Mm -hmm. works for the New Yorker or New York magazine or whatever (laughs) they say in the movie. I love that. That joke that yeah. uh, kept repeating comes down, ends up doing like an NPR style podcast. And I get nervous like you yeah. do when, you know, oh, this is going to be super stereotypical. They're not going to understand it. I thought this is a really smart script. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, apparently he did. He's not from Texas, obviously, but he did, you know, came down here a bunch and and did a lot of research. I thought it was sensitive to like knowing it wasn't it was uh it could be stereotypical and mm-hmm. and did a lot of those jokes i think uh pretty well i'll, I'll get to some of those but i thought it was uh mm-hmm. I, I thought it was a really smart on the page screenplay so i could see why somebody would be like man yeah i'll i'll, I'll give you the money to make this thing you know mm-hmm. like because it's yeah it's freaking funny and it's smart and and it's got a, a whodunit at the at the core of it that's uh I don't know, not super interesting, but it's certainly the driver of the story at the end of the day. I, and I know BJ saying a lot of stuff here with this movie, but like, mm. I, 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 I thought it was a, you know, a really, really fun comedy that I expected like a really intriguing thriller <laughs> that I, but you know, like you go in expecting one thing and get something completely mm-hmm. different, but I'm still satisfied at the end of the day. So I think that's kind of where I, uh, generally come down on it without getting into spoilers. Um, Brian, any general thoughts? Yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm in the same boat. It's, um, I, I, I appreciated a lot that this, that the script and then the movie that comes out of it has a, I'm trying to figure out how to, how to say this well, and I'm probably going to not do it, but it has, a healthy respect for the culture that he's visiting while also pointing out some of the major flaws. And then it also does that with the culture that he's coming from. And I, I love that. I think that that was, that's an important part of, you know, I think that without getting like super political or any of that stuff, it's, I think we do live in a very, um, divided time and uh feels very polarizing it feels like everything is polarizing and that's a difficult thing to to navigate no matter what side you you fall on because it's just it's just like this tension all the time and if you want to have a conversation about what's the 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 pros and cons of texas or the south or red states or blue states or whatever else you do have to acknowledge that there are there are good things about all of those places and and also that there are reasons for those places being the way that they are and um and that goes i think that goes both ways i mean i think anyone who listens to the show kind of knows where i fall on on things but also i live in texas and i i i i love texas i would i say all the time that like i mean there's a certain amount of like indoctrination almost that happens when you when you go to public school in the state of Texas, but also I, there's a lot that I really love about the state and I would love to 
be proud of my state at some point again. And so there's like when I go again, when I go in to watch this movie and I'm like kind of nervous about how is this going to be portrayed. Um, but then again, also like, but some of that is, is absolutely deserved. So I really loved the, the conversations that take place between him and the family and the family is, is ridiculous and kind of over the top and stuff, but a lot of people are ridiculous and over the top. So it's maybe it's not that, that far out there, but I, I felt like, I didn't feel like the point of the screenplay was to point out how stupid Texans are. Right. And also maybe the point of the screenplay was not to point out how much better, uh, you know, <laughs> Yankees are than the right. tech. It just, there was a really nice dichotomy between those two things of let's show some of the good and the bad of both of these places and the attitudes of both peoples and try to, I mean, obviously the, the whodunit is the major driver of this movie, but it, for, for that being the point of the movie, he, man, they spent a good chunk of time just kind of getting into the cultures and the differences and yeah. the similarities and stuff. And I love that. I thought he handled it beautifully. Agreed. It's the most interesting stuff in the movie, I thought, because mm-hmm. the whodunit is a bit, it's fine, but it's, it's not like a total, uh, you know, you're, you go, you, Bruce Willis is dead at the end, you know, it's right. It's, right. It's fine. But it's it, less of a driving force than even only in the murder, only murders in the building. Yeah, is. totally. So I finished season two tonight, by the way. I don't know if you guys I got like a couple episodes left. I think two okay. episodes left. A bit, spoil, yeah. getting close. It's a good finale. Enjoyed it. And a, a great uh, epilogue that leads into season three that I'm excited to talk to you guys about. Nice. But um, great cameo. But uh, awesome. yeah, so the. Yeah, I thought that was handled really well. And it sets Texas up as and the thing about Texas is in there's a that great scene where he you know he thinks he's gonna be like Mr. Longhorn guy and everyone's a Red Raider mm-hmm. fan, and that's very um smart, not just because of football, but it's like I think there is a perception of Texas and, and obviously this is true to people understand this intellectually, but I think emotionally sometimes they forget that, you know, this is a massive place with with mm-hmm. tons of subcultures within it. And, you know, even the difference sometimes between Dallas and Fort Worth is Right. can be pretty vast culturally in either direction or, you know, certainly Dallas and Houston, Austin and, and San Antonio, Austin and everything else, you know, and then not to mention all the small towns throughout mm-hmm. um, yeah. East Texas versus West Texas versus South Texas versus, you know, Amarillo and all this. Oh, stuff. they're so all have, different states basically. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, just totally. by mileage, these, you know, the difference between, um, you know, Amarillo and Brownsville is the difference between Minneapolis and, Oklahoma City almost, you know, mm-hmm. it's right. it's this crazy thing. So, um, and I think it touches pretty, it, it does kind of show this nuanced story of Texas. It sets it up as an exotic place, which is always kind of cool when you live somewhere to think of it that way, because of course we don't. Mm-hmm. Um, but also that side of Texas is also not really where we live. So it's still kind of, it works. We get the exoticism of it. It's, it's interesting, but you're right, Brian, there is the differences are pointed out, but neither side is seemed, seems wrong or right. And there's just this kind of like, you know, there there is this kind of different point of view mm-hmm. that you can be good or bad independent from, mm-hmm. right? You right. can be a good person or a bad person with either point of view, but it is a different point of view, a way of looking at world, what you value, what you what is important to you, mm-hmm. what what you this the filter that you run anything through, and I think it, it does a really really good job at its best of of handling that which is cool. And by the way that's true of any big place. California right. is the same. I think California is kind of treated as just either Hollywood or Silicon Valley and of mm-hmm. right. of course there's a million different other places as well, you know. And so um I think uh it's a really interesting I yeah, I I I hope that more filmmakers treat places in America that with that level of like not necessarily respect because it doesn't always deserve respect. You know, some things Texas does is, are stupid, but like right. Right. A level of nuance and thoughtfulness is mm-hmm. is cool. Totally. Yeah, I thought it had, you know, a, a lot of nuance when it came to the commentary on on Texan culture it, itself mm-hmm. and some of the the inside types of things. Not like to a link later degree where it's clearly sure. somebody that's lived here their whole life or Mike Judge, you know, mm-hmm. where it's like right. you honestly almost have to live here to get the humor. 
Yeah. You know, I, w- I was expecting it to be way more stereotypical than it than it ended up being mm-hmm. when it, uh, with all the Texas yeah. stuff. And I was I was genuinely laughing, like, okay, yeah, that is actually how it really is. You yeah, know? totally. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like the Waterburger stuff was really funny, and um, the rodeo thing, and and the the Texas versus Texas Tech. I mean, yeah, those were all like even the joke when they're at the rodeo of like our sponsors, and it's all these energy companies and stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean. You know, yeah, a lot of that stuff. And, I think and very true. <laughs> it reminded me. Of, I I felt like I, it had it had Mike Sure vibes to me. Like yeah, okay, a little bit yeah. like Mike Sure light uh, on on the way that that the that Novak kind of approached the the subject and the geography and whatnot. Yeah. Okay, I could see that for sure. The Whataburger scene. I'm interested to get your thoughts on that, Brian, because you know, <laughs> big best, Whataburger yeah. fan. The the. the the, the script, I mean, the, the dinner sequence at the beginning of the, the story itself, I mean, uh-huh. there's several scenes like to start this movie that are all just great right in a row. You've got this scene where he gets the call, first of all, from mm-hmm. the parents like, hey, you need to come down here. And he's like, I'll be there in spirit. And they're like, OK, cool. Spirit <laughs> Airlines. All right. What right. flight? Yeah. <laughs> I like to that joke. Uh, and then he gets down to the funeral and has to give a speech at this girl's funeral that he dated for a couple weeks yeah, you know like with. he hooked up with yeah, yeah or whatever yeah. you know just like lightly you know kind of yeah. was with and uh i i thought just the the whole premise of uh, you know aside from i'm solving the murder but the whole premise of being called to somewhere because yeah. this girl thought y'all were in love and told her parents and now her parents you know want you to be in the family i thought that was a a, a great setup for some good comedy mm-hmm. uh the funeral scene right after that. And then he pitches the story to his, his editor uh, is array back uh, at his, uh, at his work. And I thought that was a great sequence too. Cause he's kind of, you know, talking about the whole basically thesis. He wants to try to get across with this uh, podcast idea and the whole idea of vengeance and, and cultures, you know, basically what we were just talking about. And then the dinner scene right after that, and it, and it's the Whataburger thing, and he insults the Alamo, and he has this weird. He's <laughs> like, "You guys don't know what happened." He's like, "Well, how would I know?" You know, that's a funny thing. Uh, so yeah, there was just a, a bunch of really fun sequences, and then they introduce, you know, the Cooch into the uh, the sequence, <laughs> Kutcher, and uh, he's pretty every, good, man. Is, I gotta be honest, good. I thought he was pretty good. He was unexpected. He is good yeah. when he pops up in this stuff. You know, when he's not. Trucker hatting it up and being yeah. <laughs> Ashton Kutchery, I think he's pretty pretty talented. I think he. he I felt like he had some of the most uh, poignant. Is that the? I don't know. Maybe that's taking it too seriously. But like he had some great lines. Really great dialogue was written for him, mm-hmm. and the delivery that that he put on it was was great. I mean, I think there were some really good points made through his through his character. It. it Maybe my favorite part of the movie was the conversation between him and and uh, B.J. Novak's character was, at the music studio. Yeah, yeah I thought it was, was a, a really great, great sequence. Really great sequence. Yeah, uh, obviously, probably a nod back to his punk's days to have Kutcher in that role and bring him back. And I guess they've stayed friends over the years. Yeah, I was interested to hear your guys' thoughts on this. What did you think of the open with John Mayer? Having this funny back and forth with BJ Novak and <laughs> like John Mayer's freaking hilarious, man. You know, so like I was laughing and, and it just like continues the the uh, rumors. Like, is this guy cool or not? Like, I, I don't we'll know. Never know. Is he a douche or is he cool? I don't know. <laughs> Unanswerable. You'll never know. It's truly unanswerable. Every day is different. You know, he'll do something. Like you're right. I liked him in this too, but that just means. I immediately thought, well, that means he's going to release some album with like where he's wearing a quilt <laughs> outside of a Native American reservation somewhere. Well, he already did that. So, no, I know, but I mean, like, that's the uh, move next yeah. or something, you know? Okay. Uh, or put a two. price, a fake price tag on his album, <laughs> on digital art of his album. He can't, he can't do two cool things in a row. The nice so price? We, oh, I liked that on his, uh, uh, on his, uh, but like, about his last can't, one. Yeah, yeah. We can't ever have two things in a row. So it just means you just have to know when you set, you know, right. when you're, right. you know, aware of the towel of mayor that <laughs> yeah. every action must have one way or another. You just never know. And, yeah. Powerful reaction. So 
It just means that he was very self-aware and funny in this. And then, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know, yeah. put a clan hood on his wing or something <laughs> next. Kind of Kanye. He's got a kind of a Kanye guy. Yeah. You know, Kanye can be awesome one day, the next day you can hate the guy. I and mean, yeah. that's how I, I know. never feel like but I you hate love his Mayer. music at the, uh, but, but yeah. you like his music well, at the end of the day, you know, and sure. We're still going to listen to his records. <laughs> yeah. I never really hate mayor and I don't think he's ever made anything. All oh, that one album was pretty good, but like his body, he's someone that we haven't really gotten all the juice out of the fruit. I feel like, but like, uh, but like, yeah, he can't ever, he, he overthinks. You know, yeah, he 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 will he'll he'll like over. I always just worry whenever I I like to, like, oh maybe he is a douche and then again <laughs> we'll never know. There's no way to know. Just do another John Mayer trio album, man. That's my solution. yeah, that'd be great. Right, or hey, Lindsay, he, Lindsay Buckingham's not in the, in the Mac right now. Just yeah. drop Dead and Company and go be in Fleetwood yeah. Mac for a yeah. few years. That would be talking. awesome. Now we're talking. But yeah, if he did John Mayer trio, Brian. Which everyone agrees was his best work. Yeah. Oh, imagine the thing he would have to do to counteract that. I mean, it might be another nine eleven. We might have another nine eleven on our hands, so we can't yeah. risk yeah. that. Steve Jordan's playing with the Rolling Stones right now. I don't yeah. know if he'd even mm. want to do. Yeah. John Mayer Trio is my favorite, definitely my favorite era of his music. So funny to see him pop up in here. Uh, Phineas O'Connell, yeah, brother of Billie Eilish uh, slash producer. One half of Billie Eilish did the score for this thing, so that was cool. I enjoyed uh, enjoyed the music; thought it was appropriate. Some cool guitar lines in there. It's good true crime music, you know. It's always good. Yeah, love that. And we also um, have Dove Cameron, who's a pop star, that whose song came on the other day, and I thought it was Billie Eilish. I was like, oh, okay, this is another one that we have to know now. So she plays uh, Kansas City, the uh, daughter. In the movie, who has a funny line, uh, how do you take your coffee? And she's like, uh, in the mouth. In the mouth. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good, uh, a, a good line. Um, so the house trinkets made me laugh. <laughs> All the signage, yeah. like the yeah. over the top Texas, yeah. like God bless this house signage in the houses, <laughs> right. uh, made me laugh. Life, love. Yeah. Love. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very that accurate. Well Very yeah. accurate. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was good. Uh, the fact that the the one guy takes credit for this murder because he was actually at an Adele show <laughs> was funny. Yeah. It's like, oh, no, I get it, dude. I like her, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, one of the climactic scenes in the movie where he finds out some details about his uh, ex-girlfriend, Abilene is her name, by the way. Mm-hmm. Like that Texas reference. Abilene. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the bomb's like, oh, bless your heart. And he's like, I know what that means. <laughs> bless your heart, bless your heart, bless all y'all's hearts. I love that. <laughs> then his car explodes, and uh, he basically finds out uh, that, I mean, spoiler alert coming up for right. Vengeance. Spoiler alert <clears throat> for the end. Spoilers. Guys, it was Ashton Kutcher. <gasps> God. Yeah. Oh, Dieter. I thought it would have been John Mayer. I mean, if we're just <laughs> playing the odds of what we know. Yeah. Yeah, go. It was a, it was a music producer, so we weren't that far off. But Ashton Kutcher, Odeter, let her die. And it was bad. But what did you think about the ending and, and the entire reveal there slash the publishing people wanting it to be ambiguous at the end and no one to know the end and kind of like how, how, how do you like your true crime podcasts to end? Um, mostly with serial season one. That's yeah. it. That's, that's so ambiguous. I, I, stopped. Yeah. I mean, I just, <laughs> they just really, I don't listen to spoilers yeah, for a 10 year old podcast. Yeah. 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 The- <laughs> it just really landed it. <laughs> just we're good. We're good there. We're good there. Yeah. No. Uh I liked the I liked the conclusion with uh you know finding out that Kucher's responsible for this. I felt like Novak kind of drove his point home with the 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 sort of monologue that Kucher goes on from there of, you know, uh, people are going to be mad at me for a few days and then we're going to turn this into being about the family and 
President Biden and blah, 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 blah. And you and I will be sitting on a couch together at panels for years and stuff like that. Um, I felt like you made a really good point with, or points with that, with that stuff, uh, with, with what Kucher says there. I didn't mind that Kucher ends up being the bad guy. I thought the movie jumped the shark when he shoots him. I, I was, I thought it was going to be a dream sequence or something. It felt, to me, it felt kind of out of place with the rest of the movie. And I was like, I think maybe that was partially like that was the point um, to be kind of uh, shocking there in the in the last the last minutes few minutes. But I it it was like a it was a downgrade for me by about half a letter grade of like eh, I don't know that that's really where it really I stick felt it. Like this was going. Yeah. yeah, I didn't I didn't think it stuck. The, despite the fact that I I think I I thought it stuck the landing as far as. The who done it as far as who you know the 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 reasoning like all that stuff I thought was was at the very least adequate if not actually good um and then he shoots him I'm like oh I don't know that's, yeah that's yeah that's kind of that's a step and too far yeah and then he yeah. keeps it yeah keeps it to himself or whatever right yeah. the um yeah I I, I kind of felt the same way and I prefer my my podcast to have an ending. Mm-hmm. I want to know who did it. I don't want to invest the time mm-hmm. and then find out like, yeah. oh, who do you think did it? We gave you the clues. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't like that. I've watched a couple of datelines with my wife that it's like an hour and 20 minutes. And at the end, they're mm-hmm. like, we may never know. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> like, well, what the, what did we just watch yeah. for? So, yeah. It's like uh, <laughs> Brian like and I that. are big house hunters fans. Right. Right. And sometimes people buy a house with intention to renovate. So then they pick the house and then sometimes it'd be like ding dong and it's like six months later and you say, Oh yeah, cool, they put the bathroom there. But then sometimes it'll be like ding dong, forty eight hours after close. <laughs> right, and it's just right. them standing there with a bunch of boxes. And you're yeah. like, Well, this Yeah. I just waited. That's I need why to know you this watch house hunters together. Reno- renovation. Yeah. Because yeah, that one's true. Renovation. That's that's yeah. I like that one, but that's yeah. a full hour. Yeah. You know, sometimes I just want to and it's like I get it. I'm gonna go on a quick rant here. I get it if people are in like uh you know, Fiji or like some very rural part of the US even because you go, okay, they only get a camera crew back out there in six months, blah, blah, blah. But when they're in like LA and they're it's like, <laughs> right. why are you filming them a day later? Like, just come yeah. back in six months. You already have the crew there. Like, yeah, this is yeah legally required, I think. Yes. Six months at if least. If anyone mentions any least. kind of change to the structural part of the house yeah. and you're in a major American city, right. I'm going to need you to come right. back in six months. Or if there's clear tension between the yes, couple. Yes, that too. We, uh, Even more, we need, more that. Yeah. Yeah. We need six months later. We need to know if they're still together. Yeah. What's a more Cinderella story for a couple? The fact that Mila Kunis and, and Kucher are together or, you know, Phil and Elizabeth Jennings. The Americans. <laughs> yeah. I think probably the Kucher one, right? Because they weren't on the show and then they found each other later. Yeah. They came back. Yeah. That's, they came yeah, back that's romantic. Okay. Yeah. Whereas, Whereas Phil, yeah. Philip and Elizabeth were just like, what's up? Yeah. yeah immediately. You yeah. want to buy a boat? Like... Sailing around the <laughs> Manhattan? Uh, so yeah. are, are Ross and Rachel together? That's, isn't that the rumor right now? Isn't that the rumor Is right it? now? Are they yeah. back? That was the rumor around the reunion. It might have just been around the re- to get the reunion hyped up. But. That would be like an incredible. I don't think either of them want attention. I mean, mm. I think Schwimmer really doesn't, and I think Aniston's just had her fill. Yeah, she's passed the. But point. if you yeah. wanted to, man, mm-hmm. if you guys came. Yeah. I mean, see you, Benefer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that would be good. Or uh, Jim and Pam, of course, would be right. Would be yeah the ultimate. I had a coworker say that he saw um, Carrie Russell and Matt, Matthew Reese in New York the other the other yeah. week. I was like, dude, I'd pass out if I saw yeah. if I saw the Americans <laughs> like walking down the side. I'd be like, oh my god, I don't get too starstruck very yeah. easily. Yeah, I would. That, yeah, there, that. There's a couple where I'm like, holy cow, yeah, just lose it. Yeah, yeah, they're legit. They're legit. All right. Um, any Never final forget thoughts? When Carrie Russell did the Dax Shepard podcast, another punk. <laughs> Uh, person and she yeah. rolled in with her own sixer of beer. Coolest move she, of all time, dude. They Quite are both salt. treasure, total <laughs> Welsh treasure and American treasure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, any final thoughts on on Vengeance slash BJ Novak's film debut before we hit a grade here? 
No, more movies like this. Yeah. We say it every do- every time, so it's, you know, I know we're beating the dead horse, but yeah, it's good to have it's good to have movies like this. I'm glad it got a theatrical release. I know that it didn't make a lot of money, but they couldn't have spe- expected it to make a lot of money and it's nice to get these kind of uh, you know, I don't know what the budget on this is, but probably 10 million-ish dollar yeah. kind of movies. We'll we make like that, that back, unfortunately. No. Yeah. But, cool to yeah. see B. Joe Novak doing the media tour and popping on everyone's podcast. And yeah, I mean, we just need more. He needs his own podcast. We need more BJ Novak. We need more podcasts. Yeah. And yeah, I think this, the first time I saw BJ Novak, I think he, he was doing stand up comedy. I went to a free Take Me Back Sunday show at UT wow, Dallas man. in like 2006 wow. or five. <laughs> and he was doing stand up opening for them at a college. And that was the first time I was ever exposed to. I, that was the first uh, time I saw Mike Brabiglia, because you don't forget that name. He opened for <laughs> uh, the format. Remember oh my format? gosh, really? They became the fun format. and they became yes. bleachers and all that. Yeah. Format was the best, best band of all those. Yeah. Yeah. My, I saw Mike Brabiglia in, in the format. And, uh, <laughs> Man, what a show. What a show. Awesome. All right. Uh, I'm going to grade this one out. I'm going to give it. I, like I said, I wish it was a little more Hitchcocky, a little more, a yeah. little more suspenseful, but it was funny. I'll give it a B plus. What about you, Brian? Uh, I was going A. I loved this, uh, and I really, I'm not kidding. I felt like that last, the last three minutes was was a downgrade. Uh, so I'll go A minus. Re- but I really dug this overall, and I appreciated the perspective that that it had without being preachy too. There's a, there's, mm-hmm. it's it's nice to. It's nice to be able to be like, hey, you said some stuff. You made some points without me walking away feeling like, okay, man, I get it. You're hitting me with the hammer. Like, I, like you know, right. let's move on. Um, appreciated that a lot. So A minus for me. What about A-minus you, Richard? For me as well. Yeah. A minus for me as well. I, I like that it was funnier. That was a great. Um, I expected more of a, you know, a, of a drama murder story with you know some comedic notes but it was more of a, a true comedy than i expected with things to say with that comedy so that that raised it up for me so yeah a minus for me as well all right there is our review for vengeance let us know your thoughts in the vip in the discord or via social media guys let's wrap this up with a quick weekly recommend weekly recommends what you got for us this week brian gill uh, since we're talking about a movie that revolves around a podcaster, I'm going to recommend a podcast episode, um, The Press Box, which is The Ringer's uh, press and media coverage podcast with the great Brian Curtis. Uh, they did an episode a couple weeks ago, yeah, yeah, a couple weeks ago, with Rebecca Lowe, who is the... Um, the host of NBC's uh, soccer coverage. I recommend uh, that to you, didn't I? You did. Yeah, it was nice. a great recommend from you. Um, I just listened last week and uh, or maybe or whatever. Uh, within the last few days, I listened to it and it was great. Brian Curtis is a, I, I think is a, is my, is the best part of the ringer. I think, uh, except yeah, for awesome. nephew Kyle, obviously. Um, yeah. But uh, I was going to say, how dare you? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's who the should be. The press himself. box should be. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Ryan Curtis and nephew Kyle. And then when he yeah. does like the strain p- pun thing of the week, nephew Kyle's like, man, I don't know. Why would I know that? I don't have anything <laughs> on this, Brian. Yeah. Yeah. Be a, be a good, be a great bit. Uh, but Rebecca Lowe is great. She, and the interview was really good too. So it was a, it was a fun listen, but also she had a lot of really interesting stuff to say. He asked some great questions about like broadcasting this sport that is, Obviously the big, like the biggest sport in the world, but not the biggest sport here and trying to like blend respect for the sport and for anybody who is watching it, who grew up watching soccer or playing soccer or who is British or whatever else, but like translating it to a way that it can work for Americans who this year were like, Hey, I'm going to get into soccer this year, you know, and that that is happening um, every single every single season and stuff. So it was really good, really good interview and and insightful. And Rebecca Lowe is great, and Brian Curtis is a ch- is a champ. So uh, really recommend uh, that episode of the the Press Box is a really good podcast in and of itself. I enjoy it um, quite a bit. Uh, but I will I will drift in and out. It will be one that I listen to every week for a month or a month and a half, and then I won't listen again for yes. a month or a month and a half, and just kind of come back around to it. But this episode was really really good, and I thought Rebecca Lowe. 
Rebecca Lowe is awesome. So it was a, it was a fun interview. Rebecca Luau, if you listen to Suboptimal <laughs> Radio. That's right. That's right. Go to recommend. What you got, Richard? Yeah, I've got a book for you. Um, and it's one Brian, I recommend something to Brian and Brian and I are, are uh, going to do an episode on this one, I think. But so I'm caught up on it. But it's Heat yeah. 2. Nice. Heat 2, the nice. book. Loving it. I've got like, Brian, I'm probably 75% done. Um, Sweet. I finished it yesterday. Nice. Yeah, so loved it. I'll, I'll keep yeah. you posted. But uh, does Pacino do the audiobook? No, but he as Brian it. said on his, the guy that does a good Pacino without doing a. Okay. He's not doing a set of. It was in Los Angeles. Angeles. What do you yeah. say about that? But uh, yeah. yeah, it's great. And the, the way it kind of goes back, it's both, it truly is a prequel and a sequel. And, and mm-hmm. uh, loved all the, the prequel stuff in Chicago. Brian yeah. is awesome. Yeah. And it's really cool. Yeah. The stuff around Chris is like getting to Mexico and stuff right after mm-hmm. the movie and all that ruled. Um, yeah. So loving yeah, it. They're totally going to make a movie. I, yeah, I think they are. They're talking about it. We'll see. It's one of those. that's going to be hard to find money for. He's testing the waters with this book. Yeah, he is. Yeah, for sure. He's admitted for that. Sure. And we'll see how uh, he's got that Ferrari movie next year. If that does mm-hmm. well, I think he can probably get he too made. But if that no one sees that, then with no uh, Adam driver. Yes. Yeah. So love it. Love Michael Mann. It's yeah, really kind of a cool crime book too. I I, mm-hmm. I dug it. I wouldn't yeah, mind absolutely. Heat Three, Heat Four. <laughs> like, yeah, pop, I don't pop. read many books like that. That's a, I mean, maybe one a year that you could qualify as like a crime thriller. But um, it's really, it's really good on that front. I, you know, maybe if you're somebody who listens to a lot of that kind of or reads a lot of that stuff, it's like, nah, not really. Pretty deep, harrowing. Like the the bad yeah. guy stuff is not no punches yeah. pulled. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there was a moment pretty early where I was like, oof, I don't know, man. This yeah. may not be for I know me, exactly but, where you are with the, like, the daughter uh, but, and all that. And the yeah, Chicago. but in re- retrospect, and we'll, we'll save for the episode, but in retrospect, I felt like it that was done um, non as non-gratuitously as yeah. possible to drive home the point, I guess. Yep. So, yeah, anyway. Very good. Good Thanks. stuff. Good stuff. It's a Hopefully. great book. Hopefully we see it come to fruition at some point. Yeah, on the we'll definitely. Brian and I'll do a VIP episode on the book, though. Yeah. We'll talk. Oh, about yeah, that'll be great. Check that out, VIPs. Well, I'm going to recommend, uh, guys. We are kicking off a season of some crazy prestige TV mm. uh, with with House of the Dragon slash Lord of the Rings getting underway here at the beginning of September. House of the Dragon premiered this week. There's and, no way uh, I'm going to be able to keep these straight. Mine. <laughs> My recommend is uh, the Lord of the Rings, the movie trilogy, mm. which I went back and watched over the past week, uh, threw on the Blu-ray extended edition, watched a bunch of the uh, appendices, special features on there, which are fantastic. And they get really go in depth on the making of the movie, the crafting of the screenplay, all that kind of stuff. Um, spoiler alert. Uh, those are really good movies, they, great yeah, movies, yeah. and I was watching them thinking, gosh, they they should release this extended edition theatrically every year. One For one day, you know, yeah, say, cool. all right, for seven hours, this thing's going to be playing. I might go every year. Like, it's that good. It, it holds up that well, and, and like, I want to see it on the biggest screen possible. It's seven, though, right? Oh yeah, the, it's like the fellowship itself. Oh is yeah, like, I watched. Yeah, it'll. It, that's four, what I mean. Yeah, it, it would take. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's a it's a twelve or over a weekend. Yeah, yeah, you do it over a week. But I would see. I would see it probably every every year if they were doing that. And we're and you know we talked at the beginning of the pod about. Gosh, there's just nothing out. They could they should put out you know old movies again. That'd be a perfect one every year to re-release. Would be Lord of the Rings. On yeah. on IMAX or whatever, you know, for a night or The Hobbit and Lord yeah. of the Rings, those those cool. hold They're, up great and and um that Harry Potter, Star Wars, I feel like you know maybe Indiana Jones. There's a few ones that you could do that yearly sure. and people would yeah. still go. I think you could. There they'll do some of that stuff, but it it has seemed like like I have a buddy who took his kid texted me maybe two weeks ago and was like, you know, can I take my kid to see ET? It's been a long time since I've seen it, but. And he his kid loved it. It was a great time. They're doing Jaws 3D or not? I don't know if it's in 3D. It's on IMAX in a week or two. Um, I, yeah, I think that there's some. 
It's I annoying. know they do special the editions, but yeah, like yeah. they should have a Lord of the Rings Day, like every totally. no, every December twelfth. It's they release it in theaters, you know, or whatever it'd be, it is. It'd be a fun time. That'd be awesome. Be a fun time. I, I would enjoy. it. Did you see they're they're putting the the first two episodes of the that new show are going to go to uh, Cinemarks on uh, I guess next Wednesday for one. Yeah, day, I saw that. I yeah, they're putting them out for for a couple of days. Yeah. Uh, it looks cool. First, I wish I I work Wednesday night, so I can't I can't pull it off. But um, it look, I I really thought about it. I thought it would be fun to to see. Yeah, to see totally. That, uh, uh, in the theater like that, but uh, yeah. So if you're a cinemark, I think you have to be a member of their club or whatever. But um, if you've got that, check it out because they're putting and you're a Lord of the Rings fan. There's going to be in theaters for one night only. I think at like seven o'clock uh, local time. So check that out. Yeah, for sure. I we were talking about this in the Discord, and I think Batman Chain was asking the VIPs, you know, does anyone care about House of the Dragon or Lord of the Rings, or which one are you most excited for? I personally, I'm way more excited for Lord of the Rings than anything Same. more Same. to do with Game of Thrones. I know Game of Thrones did really well this past weekend. Everyone's talking about it. It's still trending yeah. on Twitter, all that kind of stuff. But I'm I'm way more interested in. Uh, extending the Tolkien yeah. universe than anything yeah. to do with the Lannisters or the Targaryens or whatever. But yeah. Right. I will say we mentioned at the top, there's just not very many movies coming out over the next few weeks. So there, it's a good chance we'll have like a, a Lord of the Rings episode at some point or a house of the dragon or something like that. Just, just because we need to, to fill the space. And those are probably going to be more culturally relevant than, you know, whatever comes out on October 10th or something. So just, you know, be aware, be aware, man, fam. Yep. Be aware. And, uh, we will keep you up to date for sure. If not here, definitely via the VIP feed, which you can subscribe to madaboutmoviespodcast.com slash VIP. Look out for that little preview of better call Saul this week. And, uh, we'll be giving the fast times words one high throwback review to them this week as well. So stay tuned for that. Thanks for listening to this vengeance discussion. And we'll see you next week. Uh, talking movies here at, or uh, at the cinema. Goodbye. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Toss salads and scrambled eggs. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe. But I got you pegged. <laughs> but I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs. Scrambled eggs all over my face. They're making me ya ya. The salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again.